Coming up today on This Is True Really News, I'm going to give a warning for my two stories. So if you've got kids around... You want to do that now? Yeah, thank you. Give them a running start here. You're going to have to, because these two stories are... Um, oh, man, are we losing our PG something, something to behold. Well, I'm trying to... Oh, I kind of made it PG, but the concept still holds. So you may want to watch it first before you let any kids watch it. What about me? You have to hear it because we need to have you squirming for the humor part. You... See, it's working already. <laughs> Please like, subscribe, and follow. This is true, really news. And if you find a story tonal will, tonal Tony will squirm at, send it to titr at netradio.network. This is true, really news with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true, really, as far as you know. Don't do that. A Monopoly game last spring in Belgium took a rather sinister turn. A Monopoly game. <laughs> According to Sky News, four people were playing a game of Monopoly outside their home when a neighboring man and his son, apparently annoyed by the players playing Monopoly, came outside with a stick and a Japanese samurai sword in its sheath. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> it really did. A scuffle ensued. The sword came out of its sheath. Police say two men, one of the players and the son, were injured by the weapon. That's a that's a lot of sword for a kid. I'm just was saying. it really was it a sharpened sword or was it one I of have those no idea it doesn't matter display swords. Well, you can break bones with the display sword, but you can cut yeah. people open really badly with the sharpened samurai sword. All we know is two people were injured: one of the players and the son. Okay, the Monopoly player was later discharged from the hospital, but the son was reported in critical condition. So it was sharp. I guess it might be a sharp one. Or they hit him in the head with it. Both men were arrested, by the way. Good. Large patches of blood and scattered Monopoly cards marked the spot of the dispute. Police must have just been so thrilled. I could hear them muttering under their breath. Poirot never gets cases like this. <laughs> I couldn't Putin just come in and take it over. I got to tell you, Poirot would love a case like that. Okay, you've had enough warning. Here it comes. I'm already squirming. David Lee. 40. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm ready. David Lee. 40. Wait. From yep, okay. From Sunderland. Hang on, maybe I should go to the bathroom first. No, has been jailed for 24 weeks and banned from keeping animals for 10 years. After he was caught. Hang on, on do I have to send Lucille out too? <laughs> How old is Lucille? Does it matter? Just cover her ears. Yeah, ears? After he was caught, he had to caught on CCTV engaging in a pleasurable act. While holding a baby herring gull. He initially denied the accusation, claiming he had found the bird and attempted to call for assistance. But that particular phone wasn't working very well for calling purposes. However, via the aforementioned CCTV footage, police discovered he had instead been looking at websites dedicated to uh that sort of activity uh, yeah multiple mu right multiple reports on the no it scares me there are websites <laughs> <laughs> there are multiple reports on the delicate nature of his mental health were taken into account thank god finally 
with the sentencing chair stating that the act was a, quote, and this confused me, a deliberate attempt to cause suffering and a high level of suffering was caused. No. To the bird? No, I don't. Right. I don't think the sentencing chair understands anything about this guy's mental health or his rather deep-seated issues. Huh? Where was it? In England. You'd expect it in England. Sunderland. Yeah. Nice. So, no. You want to commit crime and not do much time? Well, no, he wasn't involved in, in, in harming the bird. He wasn't? Well, it wouldn't have harmed it. You sure? Pretty sure. Birds have psyches, too. Yeah, look little, at the way seagulls behave. Little, see? Somewhere long ago? Little birdie nightmares? <laughs> a batch of ale. Ooh, good, a, a palate re- cleanser. Uh, you would hope. Originally brewed to celebrate King Edward VIII's coronation back in... Uh, the um, year of the cat. 1937. Was that the year of the cat? No. When was the year of the cat? 1980. That was the, no. When did Stewart do it? No, it was before I left Kansas. So it was like 77, 76, well, you, 77. You weren't in Kansas anymore. So I'm not there any longer. Shut up. My mother, Dorothy, will take that very personally. Well, <laughs> she wasn't dead and all. Thanks for bringing up a painful subject. <laughs> I know you miss her terribly. King Edward VIII's coronation was in 1937. And it was to go on the auction block. Edward, you'll remember, abdicated the throne before his coronation. For all intents and purposes, because, well, he wanted to marry an American divorcee named Wallace Simpson. Mostly because because there is no possible way that the British government was going to let that happen to a Nazi sympathizer on the eve of World War II. And now look what happened to Harry and Meghan Markle. Yeah, right. All of them make me twitch a little bit. I'm more comfortable with William and, and, uh uh-oh, the normal wife. The normal wife? Well, yeah, not Markle. No, the other one, who's not an actress. Kate. Kate, yeah. Kate Beckinsale. No. (laughs) Somebody named Kate. Sure. Mrs. King in waiting. <laughs> Mrs. Prince. The Princess of Wales. No, is she? Yeah, I bet she is. Because he Wales, be you idiot. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you Wales Scottish? The coronation ale went into storage until it was uncovered in 2011. Well, now there's a forgetful piece of information. Oh, man, we made all this for the king. He never got coronated. Now what do we what do? Y- what year was it again? Uh, made in 1937. Well, actually, it was brewed and uh, celebrated in 1937. So if it was aged at all. So I don't know. Okay. We're going with 86-year-old beer. Okay. And it was supposed to be auctioned off this summer. So if anyone knows how King Charles III's... In, it was supposed to be done before he was coronated. Oh, so that'd be in May, wouldn't it? Yeah. So if anyone knows how that went, because I haven't been able to find anything. Um, Brewer. Okay. Green King. Cousin of Purple King and not clearly related to Phil King and or Queen. Plaid King. Or, you know, 
Oswald the Queen says the beer is no longer drinkable and the bottles will just be collector's items. You think? Hey, you can add that to your collection, or did you get rid of all of those? And No, they're all sitting up there, but they're all booze, not beer. Oh, that's And let's be honest. You don't drink much booze. I don't in any, and I'm looking at this, and most of the alcohol, I'm sure, has probably dissipated by now. Likely. So you're going to spend a lot of money on beer made for a king's coronation that you can't drink. No. That is the, see, you are not a collector, are you? That's the ultimate collector's item. I don't even collect old guitars. I need to see, and the ultimate collector's item is something useless that you have to have. (laughs) Right. And that doesn't happen for me. Be kind of like us. By the way. Our wives are collectors. Depending on the year it was brewed. Yeah. If it was 1936, it was year of the rat. If it was 1937, it was year of the ox. Well, it was King Edward, so I could go with ox. I wonder if the year of the cat comes right before year of the rat. Hang on. Let me look. This is easy. Cat, rat, Oop. ox. Uh, What the heck? 19. Normally at this point, Scott would just leap in with another story. But he tends to be a little disjointed. Distracted easily. It doesn't tell me. Look, squirrel. Is there a squirrel? Oh, we're back to we're back to the warnings, by the way. Sometimes it seems like the doctrine of qualified immunity under which police officers and other agents of the state are protected from legal liability for some abuses and mistakes has no limit. So it's nice to see courts at least occasionally reject ridiculous qualified immunity claims, like the idea that squeezing a detainee's genitals during a strip shirt search is proper and standard procedure. Ow. As a matter of fact, a federal appeals court held that squeezing a detainee's uh, hard is not a proper part of a search. How would it be? Well, what if he's hiding something in there? Why do I talk to you? <laughs> the case before the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Eighth Circuit was brought by Wilbert Glover against Minnesota Corrections Officer Richard Paul. There we go. Paul strip-searched Glover while Glover was jailed at the Ramsey County Adult Detention Center in St. Paul. Paul made me take off my jumpsuit, strip-searched me, took his hand, and grasped my item of interest, squeeze it hard, and gestures, Glover alleged. Doesn't say what the gesture was. After, yeah, right? It should be head-scratching, because why would anybody do this? After the incident, Glover sought medical care and filed a complaint against Paul, alleging that the corrections officer had violated his constitutional rights. Note to police. My item of interest is not your stress-relieving squeezable. You know, the kind where the ears and the eyes pop out? Yeah, thank you. We had several of those, and they look nothing like my item of interest, really, other than color. This is True Really News. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.